I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also join me live 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. And if you forget all of that, check HeidiHarris.com where you can find my books and blog posts and other podcasts and all that kind of stuff. We always appreciate when Dr. Sal Giorgiani joins us. He's a pharmacist. He is a senior health advisor to Men's Health Network. And he joined me this last week to talk a little bit about what's happening with the vaccine distribution. Which one is better? Is it Johnson Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer? Which one should you get? Answered a lot of questions. Dr. Sal Giorgiani on my live show this week. You wake up. She opens your eyes. The Heidi Harris Show. On AM 670 KMZQ. Good morning. How you doing? Glad you're here. Happy Thursday to you. We are always excited to welcome Dr. Sal Giordiani. He is a pharmacist. He's a senior science advisor to the Men's Health Network. And he's got so many titles and he's done so many things. We just love having him here to give us his expertise. How are you, Dr. Sal? Thanks for being here again. Uh, always my pleasure. I enjoy talking with you and, and hope your listeners enjoy it too. I know they they love having you on. They really do learn a lot from what you've got to say. I've seen some stories about how the side effects in the COVID-19 vaccine are apparently more likely to show up in women. And I was looking into it, and you're going to have to explain it to me like I'm three years old. But apparently it's part of the way they respond to things physically. Their bodies are different. Could you explain that? Well, yes, I have noticed there is a difference. Um, Now, women in general, though, in terms of the immunologic system, they generally speaking react a little bit more robustly, a little bit more forcefully than men do in general to uh, to vaccines and other uh, immunologic insults. So uh, we would expect that some of the gals, not all, it's kind of age dependent as well, uh, circumstance dependent, but they might have a little bit more of a, of a stronger reaction to the vaccine. And that's a good thing. Quite frankly, what you are doing with a vaccine, remember, as particularly these two, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, you're teaching your body to produce the antibodies that are used to prevent you from getting sick if and when you come down with the coronavirus. So you would expect that. Now, there are some other reports about women uh, of childbearing age or women who have been pregnant having miscarriages. There are a very few of those. I think there's 35 in the entire uh, U.S., and that's after about 95 million doses having been distributed. I don't know what the breakdown male-female is. I think it's a little bit uh, higher for men getting the vaccine than women at this point, but it's pretty close. Uh, We don't know what those are due to. They are under investigation. Uh, Of course, anyone who's uh, looked at or had children understand the the tragedy that, unfortunately, um, mishaps can happen uh, at any stage and in the pregnancy, and it but, and so far, all of the 35 cases that they've looked at, none of the women uh, have had a direct relationship to getting the vaccine with the miscarriage. So, okay. you know, it's tragic news, but right now, I, I don't think that it's uh, an issue. If women are concerned, particularly if you're a childbearing age or you're pregnant, talk with your obstetrician. Everybody in America should be seeing an obstetrician when they're, when they're getting ready to have a baby uh, or a midwife. Uh, talk with them, get their opinion. Everybody's a little bit different. Uh, and if you need to wait a few months, well, wait a few months. I think that that's perfectly 
reasonable. And that makes sense. To go Dr. Sal Giorgiani is a pharmacist, senior science advisor to the Men's Health Network, always kind enough to join us with his expertise. When you mentioned the reaction that women have to vaccines and a stronger reaction to their body, um, you know, getting this, I wonder if that same reaction is why it seemed that more men died from COVID than women. I was thinking when this whole thing was starting and we were hearing more about more men dying, I was thinking, well, maybe it's because men, you know how they are, they don't go to the doctor. They don't want to admit they're they're sick, especially if they're a single man, they don't want to have to do that. Uh, I didn't know if that was the, the issue or maybe what you were talking about with just their bodies are different biologically. You do do your homework, Kai. That's one of the reasons I love being on your show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there is indeed a difference. And if you look in the United States and globally at the number of people Uh, The gender breakdown of folks who have gotten the virus, it's about 50-50, you know, within statistical variability, what those mathematicians love to throw out there. Uh, But basically it's half and half. Half, You know, half equal amounts of people have gotten the virus. But when you look at the death rate, men have a significantly higher, statistically significantly higher rate of death from COVID than others. Now, Men's Health Network, of course, is very, very interested in this. Uh, we believe that part of it is, just as I explained, that women have much more robust immunologic systems. That's something that's uh, at birth. Uh, there are some individuals who are researching the, the why this happens and directly linking it to chromosomal or DNA uh, structures and ability for a body to find infections. Uh, I don't think in this case it's because guys tend to go to the doctor uh later than women do, but I do think that underlying, when you look at the causes of death in America, uh, of the 10 leading causes, men lead in nine of those causes of death. And then when you subdivide that and look at the the conditions that predispose to more uh, uh, complications and higher rates of death uh, from getting COVID, cardiovascular, overweight, smoking, heart conditions, they all happen to be dominate in guys. So it's a little bit of biology. It's a little bit of bad lifestyle uh, that we think is going on here. Suffice to say, the, the other bit of good news here, though, Heidi, is when you look at the statistics as to who has become being vaccinated, uh, men are vaccinated at a higher rate than women. So hopefully they're getting a message and hopefully they are doing the right thing for themselves and their families. Interesting. Dr. Sal Giorgiani is with us. He's a pharmacist, senior science advisor to the Men's Health Network. Great information. Doctor, we've got a governor here in town who, uh, I'm not going to say anything negative about him, not with you anyway. Uh, Our governor in the state is going to get a COVID vaccine supposedly today. I have a friend who's who got a COVID vaccine the other day. Both of them have had COVID within the last six months. And I'm just wondering, because we've heard stories about people who have, you know, at the more active antibodies, and maybe it's not a good idea to get that vaccine at that time. What would your advice be for people who've had it fairly recently? Well, I think your governor is a smart person. Um, Let's not get crazy. What's that? <laughs> Let's not get crazy, Dr. So- I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm originally from New York, although now I'm in Florida, so I've seen Lots of variability in governor, governor <laughs> oh, land. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's uh, people who have had COVID, uh, you don't know if you've had, quote, unquote, a mild case or uh, a moderate case. We know that people have had very severe cases. They've ended up in the hospital. So you really don't know how much your antibodies have been developed because of that challenge from the natural vitamin, natural virus. That's natural immunity. We also don't know, very importantly, 
and we're still examining this in terms of what happens with the vaccine, but we don't know how long that immunity lasts. Is it three weeks? Is it three months? Is it three years? We, we just don't know. Uh, it's much more variable if you've gotten your immunity from having had the virus. Uh, and we know at least now that if you've been vaccinated, that it's at least six months uh, of immunity. And that's because they're doing the, the update studies on a rolling basis. So every month we'll know about one month more how long that you your immunity lasts. So, you know, again, looking at the science, uh, we can't make predictions. It's not fair to people. But I think right now we know it's six months. If you've had the virus, you just don't know. Uh, think of it this way. You know, when you get the flu, how many people end up saying, gee whiz, I had the flu, I'm not going to get it again. And bingo, two months later you right. get the flu again. It happens. You know, it's, so yeah, that's true. It's the same. Yeah, sure. It's the same sort of thing. So your first flu of the season might have been mighty mild, and the second one was a doozy. So you just don't know. So it's better to know. Absolutely. Dr. Sal Giorgiani, he's a pharmacist, senior science advisor to the Men's Health Network. Does the... Uh, amount of, I've heard people use the phrase viral load, right? That you took the viral load. A lot of people said, because I got hit so badly with it, my husband barely got a scrape, that I took the quote unquote viral load when I got COVID. Does that matter as far as the antibodies you form? Is that any kind of determiner? It, it matters a lot uh, in terms of the, the amount of, uh, the level of symptoms you'll have, as well as probably the amount of immunogenicity that you develop first off. So viral load is just a very simple, complex uh, concept. I usually use an analogy with ammonia. If you sniff a bottle of ammonia from about two feet away, you get, you know, you know you're smelling ammonia. If you stick your head in a pail of ammonia, you really know you're smelling ammonia. Right. That's the, the heavier load of ammonia molecules that are assaulting your system. So same thing with virus. If you're very close to a source of infection, or if you're in an area where there's a lot of virus over and you're there for a fairly long period of time, you're going to get much more of a load of virus. Uh, some people deal with that very, very well, and they get mild infections. Some people get moderate infections. Uh, but viral load matters both in both instances, how badly you feel, and then when your immunologic response is. Interesting. So I would I would think that if people had a choice, and I realize people are trying to get it as, as quickly as they can, and, and the distribution's spotty all over the country. Some places are doing better than others. So if you're a person who's in that particular age group and you want the vaccine, uh, you should be somebody who would be more likely to benefit from it if you didn't get it as badly the first time. Is that what you're saying? Is that what I'm hearing? No, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, I, I, in, in fact, some people feel that if you've had a mild case of the virus, uh, of coronavirus, uh, that when you get vaccinated, uh, as I encourage people to do, uh, you might have a little bit more robust, a little bit more active reaction to the vaccine. Okay, got it. Your system has already learned how to identify it, but what you're actually doing is very good for yourself. You're you're refreshing your, you know, when you try and teach a kid math, you know, you teach it over <laughs> and over and over. We're trying to memorize something. We memorize it over and over and over again. It's no different with uh, immunologic. You, you challenge it. And that's why I think the two-dose regimens for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are very, very wise. So you, I was, that was my next question. We're speaking with Dr. Sal Giorgiani, pharmacist, senior science advisor to the Men's Health Network. Final question this morning. That was what I was going to ask you. Do you have a preference as to whether people get the Pfizer and Moderna or whether they get the J&J vaccine? 
Yeah, one of the things that I do when I look at a medication and I look at who it's used for, not every medication is the right medication for an, any, any particular individual. And I think that's the case with the vaccines. Uh, I do think that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine have been shown exquisitely useful. People were astounded and continue to be astounded with the level of immunity that they developed. Uh, the J&J one is a little bit lower, and it kind of looks to me like the one-shot J&J vaccine is a little bit better than the one-shot uh, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. We, we will know that a little bit better over time as it plays out. So my money, I think that uh, otherwise healthy, younger individuals, 50 and under, who don't have any of the comorbidities or other conditions that may cause more severe COVID infection, that teachers, for example, military, for example, first responders, um, those folks under 50, that the J&J vaccine is probably a very, very good option at this point okay. uh, until we learn how long that immunity is, how durable it is. Uh, and we'll know that over time. And then for older persons, uh, 50, 65 and older for sure, individuals with chronic conditions, uh or underlying medical conditions such as overweight, which is, has a high correlation to severe disease. I think I would prefer the Pfizer-Moderna vaccine for now. The reality, though, is most people are not going to have a choice. It is in these early days. Uh, again, you know, it's hard to remember that these vaccines have only been out since December, and the J&J has only been out a couple of weeks. So that's a three-month horizon, Heidi. That's not a very long time. Um uh, for, you know, these things to be able to, so they're gearing up. I think if you're offered a J&J, get it now. They, I do know that they are being watched to see how durable the effect is and how high the antibody levels remain. I know J&J is looking at a second-dose strategy just in case the first-dose strategy six months from now doesn't seem to be as durable as they thought initially. Okay. And you can get a second-dose. So right now, get what you can get while the getting's good. <laughs> Thank you. Dr. Sal Giorgiani, pharmacist, senior science advisor to the Men's Health Network. Check out Men's Health Network for more information. Doctor, always a privilege. Thank you for taking the time. My pleasure. Anytime I can be on to be help, I have a good day, all. Thank you. You too, doctor. Always great having Dr. Sal Giorgiani join the live show. Don't forget, once again, you can find me weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. Check out HeidiHarris.com, where there's also a link to listen live to the show from anywhere. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.